Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Hello, humans, and welcome to the Engadget Podcast, episode 19, Simply the Best. Simply the best! Words. Lyrics. You'll never get that song out that, of your that's head. That's Tina Turner, right? Can I we confirm? So. <laughs> I think. Is anyone? Know. You guys were born uh, in the eighties. In the eighties. Let's the, not do this. Okay. This okay. is supposed to be a happy this, episode. This it's okay. Real. I don't actually know wow. that song. Okay. okay. Well, so, I just I just ruined everything. Didn't I, I am senior editor Devendra Hardwar. This uh, guy next to me. Hey, who, Chris I'm, Velasco, senior yeah. mobile editor. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill it at some point. And also. What did I do? Our co-managing editor, managing Whatever editor. your name is. Yeah. Dana Wolman. <laughs> this one. Yes. Howdy. Hello. Hey, this is also known as the Ugly Sweater episode because this is our pre-Christmas episode of the show. Which for the, the listeners at home, um, <laughs> Chris has, has already won. He has um, an ugly sweater ribbon. It says ugly on it, um, pinned to his collar. Which, in fairness, was not my idea. It was my idea to put it on the neck. But it wasn't my idea to wear this because I, as far as I'm concerned, but it was your idea you guys are also in contention. We are. I can mean, we, can no, we go around and really describe not. what we're wearing? <laughs> well, so Chris has, I think, a great grandma Christmas sweater. But check us out on YouTube it's, to see what's going on. Here. It's a women's sweater with hearts, yeah. two short sleeves, and the kicker, shoulder pads inside. One of which is defective. Like one, yeah, it looks like shoulder, he's dislocated. One shoulder looks shoulder. resolute and sturdy, and the other looks dislocated. Well, it makes you look manly, so that's good. Half, yeah. half manly, though. Half manly. Like, this one looks fine. This one, eh. Dana's wearing a very nice sheep So sweater. I don't celebrate Christmas. I've never owned a mm-hmm. Christmas sweater in my life. Um, we don't get to have nice things. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, no fun. And so the closest thing I have is this sweater vest with sheep on it, and there are sheep buttons, and they're mostly white buttons, except mm-hmm. for this one black sheep Aww. button. Nice. It's cute. But you said it was more of an, a grandma sweater than an ugly sweater. It's also a grandma which sweater. Which is okay with me. Yeah. I think V's is both a grandma and ugly sweater. <laughs> yeah, And a Christmas sweater at the same time. And a Christmas time. sweater. Yeah. It's, it's the heinous triple play is what it is. <laughs> That's why you win. Mm. I'm wearing a green and red um, Christmas looking sweater. It actually looks pretty festive. I think this actually, though, is a Freddy Krueger cardigan. So it kind of works both ways from uh, T-Fury. Not T-Fury. uh What's the other one? The Mondo Tees. They're the ones that do the movie related don't you, things. Don't you have like a fedora upstairs or something that you could have, have been wearing in this fedora from Microsoft, moment? yes. Right. Well, that would have really sealed the deal, don't you yeah. think? I think, oh man. No, that's not Christmasy enough. But anyway, guys, <laughs> let's, let's move on to the actual show. Uh, today we're going to talk about the winners of 2016. And I think the companies have been doing the best and uh, some of our favorite gadgets um, next week is going to be the loser's side of things, so mm-hmm. the less successful stories. And that'll be Terrence, our regular host, will be back for that. Terrence is just sick this week. And also, yeah, he needs time to recoup. Everybody needs time to recharge before CES. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk a bit about that today mm-hmm. and next week as well. Uh, but yeah, let's. Uh, so we've been running a series of stories of winners and losers stories at Engadget. And they've covered all sorts of things, and we've had all of our writers kind of going in and diving deep into topics. 
And Daniel, like, is there anything you want to say, like, in terms of how you guys came up with this idea or how you want to approach it? Because this is all you, right? Yeah, so we um, really wanted to avoid the sort of gimmicks um, that you might see on some other sites around Mm -hmm. the Internet. We specifically didn't do any posts that said, best smartphones of 2016, best laptops of 2016. We do have a best gadgets post, which includes smartphones and laptops, among other things. But we wanted to be a little more thoughtful just about who the movers and shakers were. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm really proud of all the stories we have. I really am. I got to edit all of them, and um, they're all really good. Yeah. And we actually started with a bigger list of both winners and losers. There were things that were kind of losers and kind of winners, Mm -hmm. but didn't... Um, for whatever reason, make the cut or didn't feel as momentous as mm-hmm. some of these things. The meh of 2016, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we'll run. Let's talk about a couple of these stories. I'll save the best gadgets and stuff for the end. Um, but first up, NASA. It's been a pretty good year for NASA. You know, I've I've always been a big fan. Grew up loving a lot of their space stuff, but they haven't had as much luck or love lately. But this year, they've had what a higher focus on social media. Um, slightly bigger budget than in some recent mm. years, too. So, yeah, that's pretty good for NASA. Yeah, it's heartening to see, especially because over the past few years, we've seen companies like Blue Origin and SpaceX really mm-hmm. dominate the conversation. And that's great. But at the end of the day, these are private companies yeah. trying to fulfill roles that we as a, as a nation and, and as, as our sort of federal government have not really been able to, to fill. So I'm glad to see that the country itself is trying to step up a little bit in that regard. Well, at least also, NASA I'm, itself is. And NASA so that's is. Good. I am also glad to see that NASA is finally on Giphy and Pinterest. That's true. Yeah, they learned. I mean, they have a whole bunch of social media people at this point. So I, I think what, one of the more fun things to learn is that it took NASA a long time to realize the Internet likes space. So I don't give know us why it space. took them so long yeah. to figure that out. Yeah. I, yeah, the nerds have not been paying attention because they're, you know, they're busy doing space stuff. Uh, but yeah, not as much, uh, I don't know, f- focusing on like how people are actually consuming their information. Yeah. So it's funny. I mean, for mm-hmm. them, we're in a business where enthusiasm on the internet equals money for mm-hmm. us, right? Um, there's, that's like a direct measure of our success. But they don't necessarily, um, they, they're not rewarded by all this enthusiasm with the resources they need necessarily. So this isn't necessarily going to mean they're going to get um, the money that they've been needing. But right. Um, I guess public enthusiasm does could eventually equal government funding. It could eventually, yeah. but for now they're just it's like yeah. fan service. They're doing it for nerderies. Which is good. Sake sort of, which is fun. Yeah, because I think for a while people kind of forgot that we could even do this. You right. Know, that we could go to space or do meaningful things. I mean, after the space shuttle was kind of shut down too, it seemed like we had lost something as a country or as a even a civilization. You know, it's that, that, that was an old old ship, uh, but we don't have anything to replace that yet. Uh, but anyway, so we see NASA working with the companies, the uh, private companies too, SpaceX, uh, Blue Origin as well. Uh, that's all pretty good. Uh, they, I think, also work together with uh, one of the networks around the new Mars show as well. So we're seeing a lot more media around space. Uh, there's the movie Hidden Figures coming out soon about the, you know, the black women at NASA uh, who helped, uh, was it John Glenn? John Glenn, yeah. yeah. Orbit the Earth. So I think the NASA stories are getting out there and the importance of them, that's all a good thing. Yeah. 
what else? Uh, VR and AR. It's uh, to me, I think, was the year of VR. Yeah, Aaron yeah. Wet ran with kind of <laughs> what might be a controversial headline. We which may was, fight over this. Yeah, which was um, this was the year of VR mm-hmm. until AR stole it. Was uh-huh. his headline? Uh, yeah, I mean, I can I can definitely see that point. Uh, maybe at some point we need to get Aaron on the podcast so we can shout about this in person. <laughs> Aaron's uh, not a shouter, but okay. <laughs> Very soft-spoken guy. That would be, let's just, yeah, I, I want to see that battle, though. Um, I mean, to me, it was the year of, of VR just because all the big consumer headsets came out. And, you know, they they were okay. They were pretty good, and they actually got better over time. Um, they're expensive, uh, they're kind of clunky to set up, and they're not for everybody yet, but there's enough good content out there that I think VR has reached a good point. Uh, Aaron points out, though, that AR, I think specifically in the form of Pokemon Go, mm-hmm. ended up being more of a consumer-friendly thing, um, or at least something people could get into pretty easily. They didn't need special hardware for it. They could just put an app on their phone, mm-hmm. it's free, and play around with this new you know, form of things. So right. that's a good point, too. Yeah. And I'm willing to concede that 2016 was a year in which we saw pretty dramatic growth in both categories. Yes. But i got to ask you, Devendra, mm-hmm. as a guy who's used way more VR than I have in general, do you think that mix will sort of be the same next year? Uh, the mix of VR, VR and AR? VR and AR sort of... And mixed reality, which is what a lot of the story was about. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty much it. Like Microsoft, for the longest time, hasn't kind of separated VR and AR. Like the whole Windows holographic thing, uh, that OS can can power both the VR systems and something like HoloLens. And HoloLens, the whole idea is mixed reality, right? So you have the AR stuff, but eventually maybe some VR stuff as well, or real-life stuff coming into VR worlds. Um, it, I think ultimately there is going to be a mixture of stuff here. Yeah. And we've seen some of that too. Uh, some of the stuff Oculus has shown off, the sort of Facebook messenger and social stuff. Uh, that all looks cool. Yeah. The ability to like live video chat somebody while you're in VR and somebody's on their phone or something. Yeah. That all looks pretty cool. It yeah. is a little disheartening though to see. I don't know. You guys have seen the, the stories about Magic Leap, for example, uh-huh. sort of not being where they claim to be. So. To dial it back a little bit, Magic Leap is a very secretive uh, company working on. I don't would it technically be classed as augmented reality or mixed reality? The, the uh, it di- sounds like augmented reality is the idea, like glasses that yeah would make things appear in real life. Right, yeah. but I forget who ran the original story. But mm-hmm. uh, basically, they've they promised the world. They've shown off really incredible demo videos, which yeah. at this point really just seem to be pre-rendered videos. They think WaitaWorks out of New Zealand mm-hmm. uh, was contracted, and they thought they were doing just visual assets for games that uh, Magic Leap would be working on. But it turns out they might have been actually doing basically the entire video. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! So okay. it's yeah. it's. It's that one big yeah. company that everyone sort of looked at and said, hey, maybe they've really got something figured out here. Yeah. Let's see what, they're, what they've got. Well, it's and also they've gotten a ton of funding, too. And I think the only, the only sign we had that they had something real was those people with all the money saw what they had and was like, yeah, here's $500 million, you know, which is what I think Google put in. Yeah. Yeah. I think some mm-hmm. of this underscores Aaron's point, which is that, yes, this was the year of VR in, mm-hmm. in the sense you were talking about, which is that this is the year all the headsets shipped, um, many of which arrived to really good reviews. Um, but no one is talking about those headsets as if they are the future. I mean, they're the present, mm-hmm. and they're really cool. But when people yeah. talk about the future, they do seem to be talking about something I don't know. I feel like this is a constant thing in tech media, though. It's like, oh, man, we've been waiting for this thing for decades, and it's here. It's like, eh. But what's coming after this? <laughs> it's like we're never happy in a way, you know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I see that point too. Like, 
I, well, I feel like yeah. it's different for topics like virtual reality, which, uh-huh. I mean, obviously, like, that's been a thing. It's been a linchpin of sort of tech culture for a while. For they tried decades. it in the 90s. Exactly. Yeah. It didn't really pan out the first time around because the hardware technology wasn't there. Yep. But we've had this long to chew on it, and now that it's here, yeah. it's like, okay, well, we've been thinking about this for 35 years. Mm-hmm. We have it. Okay, now what? Now what? It's, it's, I guess I, I'm a big fan of it, too, because it feels like the internet in the 90s which was such an exciting time where things were broken and not totally consumer friendly, but I liked the process of seeing us figure it out. I think that's all very interesting as a technology for the tech world to figure that out. I I think for us as reviewers, it's cool Mm -hmm. to see potentially big gaps or leaps between a first and second generation product. Mm -hmm. Um, We tested the first generation products this year. We actually liked them a lot, but it's kind of, fun to not quite know what to expect mm-hmm. in 2017. Whereas, you know, with smartwatches, even though that was sort of a newish category in the past couple of years, um, we didn't, we, I think we knew what to expect, which was hopefully longer battery life and more apps. <laughs> with VR, and I think that immersive experience, um, it's a little muddier, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, also, yeah, we were saying those things about smartwatches, like, just lasts a little longer but i think it turns out too like we've seen the wearable market kind of crash a bit that is for losers week that's for losers just week. <laughs> that's spoiler. a whole thing but smart yeah. watches made the list oh i'm not surprised um ai everywhere this was a good year for that too that was in a lot of products mm-hmm. um mona's going to be writing about that uh but yeah do you guys have anything to add in that it seems like ai has been the buzzword everybody is quick to add to all their products these days. Yeah, I mean, I've, mm-hmm. my earlier point about VR sort of being this thing we've chewed on for decades, AI occupies the same sort of space for a lot of people. And it still seems like we're, it's being baked into a lot of really interesting products and being deployed at scale in a lot of really interesting ways. But what really excites me is the fact that it is such a broad field. Like, you mm-hmm. can feasibly take an intelligence or a machine learning algorithm and mm-hmm. plop it into any device that collects information and then derive insight from it. Like, yep. that that broad application mm-hmm. is effing staggering to me. That's how IBM's been pitching Watson forever, yeah. just like something that makes sense of large data sets, which is both exciting and terrifying. You know, mm. the idea that we could just instantly apply this intelligence to it. Like, we're already talking about uh, the danger of the government kind of getting access to all of our information, and uh, there's the whole thing about uh, the Yahoo hack and, like, right. how they help the government kind of sift through emails what if it's just as easy for the government to like deploy machine intelligence to our data sets rather than just have a search field or something you know it's terrifying it's kind of crazy um but yeah ai and everything that's also something we've been hearing about for decades and i've been reading some good ai stuff uh, i think uh, bostrom nick bostrom wrote a good book about it uh super intelligence um the interesting thing about ai is that as we make advances everybody is less excited about those advances. Like it becomes, oh, that's just another tech thing and not like a major AI leap, you know? So mm-hmm. what, whatever we do ends up not being classified as AI. So AI has always seemed perpetually kind of out there in the distance. So yeah, I don't know. We're, we're moving forward there. Good year for Netflix. Um, well, they've had yeah. so many originals. That yeah, I mean, so Richard made the point mm-hmm. that um, they kicked off 2016 by entering all these different international markets in one fell swoop. And that was just the beginning of their year. Um, To begin the the year with world domination and go from there (laughs) is um, not something we get to say about 
many yeah. other companies. This is not the company. What was the spinoff they were trying to do? Was it? Oh, back in the day, Quickster. Flix. Was it so? I can't. It was maybe it was right Quickster. Quickster or Flixster? It's not Flixster. That was something else. But Quickster. Yeah. Let's let's go with that for now. Sure we'll <laughs> but like, it's this is a very different company from the one that thought it was a good idea to spin itself off and then with a really badly produced video. I don't know if you guys remember that, but it was just like the CEO and the content head, just like in their parking lot. Like just I remember the backlash area. more than the, the promo yeah. video. It was just, yeah, it seemed really all over the place. So, but now Netflix seems like a focused company. They have so many originals now. They have so many originals. They can't even like, like the OA, that new show that came out, uh, we didn't know it existed or it was coming out until like a week or a couple days before the release. Yeah. They just have so much content now. They have the originals, originals mm-hmm. which allows for offline viewing since they don't have licensing yeah. problems with that. And um, they're striking some, some good deals, including mm-hmm. the one with Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Disney is a good deal. I mean, they're getting, they're getting Disney's things for streaming right after. So if you want to watch Zootopia this year, that ended up on Netflix, I think, three or four months after yeah. it left the Yeah, really quick turnaround. That's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially for Disney because their stuff is still really expensive digitally and Blu-rays. Like their Blu-rays, you actually pay a pre- premium for those. Mm-hmm. Uh, their Blu-rays often stay around 30 bucks or something. Uh, but yeah, speaking of offline downloads too, that was another feature Netflix added. A lot of people have wanted. Um, I haven't used it much myself. But it's it, great. Yeah? Yeah, so I was in Chicago the morning it launched with a bunch of other tech journalists. So the news dropped, mm-hmm. and then we just like we we just start tittering at each other. Like, oh, my God, this is really, yeah, really yeah. cool. And then I think I spent the next hour downloading three or four seasons of Star Trek The Next Generation, just like ostensibly for uh-huh. my flight home, but really just to have them just whenever have them. I wanted them. But yeah. they'll, they'll disappear eventually thanks to timing rights and whatever. But have you actually watched the stuff you've downloaded? God, no. No, of course not. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, okay. it's only to know that I have the power. Only to know. Yeah. Well, yeah, you have the power. It's good for flights, good for offline connectivity. Uh, Thankfully yeah. not limited to originals as well. Mm-hmm. And all sorts of good moves, too. Like, I just got a 4K TV, and just seeing the Netflix content in 4K and HDR and all that stuff, it's looking pretty good. So, yeah, nice to have faith in Netflix again. Uh, Let's see what else is here. Uh, Tesla. It was a good year for Tesla. This is the year of their master plan, right? Mm -hmm. Coming to fruition. What we heard more about the Model 3, or at least the pre-orders started right. for their most consumer ver- you know, pre-orders consumer stretch version. into I believe mm-hmm. 2018 yeah yeah but it was the whole thing because like people put down money uh, even before they really knew what the car was going to be uh, I've had friends who lined up at Tesla dealerships just to kind of get ready for that mm-hmm. thing because you know a vaguely affordable electric car from Tesla that's that's there's a lot of appeal to that right yeah I mean they've I think more than anyone have been the company that has driven the conversation around electric vehicles, if mm-hmm. only because all of their cars look really nice. Uh, and, like, my dad wants one. And mm-hmm. my dad, he drives, like, a Hyundai right now. Right. He's never been the kind of person who's really cared about, you know, green energy or, you know, conserving the planet. But because it is simpler and more elegant and mm-hmm. just good-looking now, it is kind of in vogue, thanks to Tesla, to be all about this stuff. Oh, man. And it's the cars mm-hmm. are only part of it. I mean, there's the... Um, the the battery making gigafactory mm-hmm. there's the um solar city acquisition um 
fairly easy, I think, because... And SolarCity was a company that... Th- Elon of Musk, which was chairman. Yeah, yeah, he was chairman. It was founded by his cousins, I believe. So what a family. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just kind of bringing it into the fold. Mm-hmm. So and I think that's why we went with that headline, mm-hmm. the master plan was realized. It, it wasn't just um, the ability to achieve this electric mm-hmm. vehicle at a fairly reasonable price. It was the whole... Um, grid and sort of ecosystem uh-huh. surrounding it. I think really their last remaining big challenge is figuring out how to ramp up production so that they're not a year and a half backordered mm-hmm. every time they come out with a hot new car. For sure. Yeah, I, that's kind of the thing. They've always been, they haven't been able to meet all the demand, even when their cars have been so expensive. Uh, but yeah, speaking of uh, the Solar City stuff too, um, the announcement of those solar roof tiles. Yeah, which I don't think anybody expected, and honestly, it's kind of a boring thing to most people. But you know, if they could be effective roof, roof tiles and also good solar power generators or collectors, that's really that could change a lot. Yeah, of that's way more important than a lot of people are giving it credit yeah. for. And you add that plus the home battery plus like oh, potentially you'll have a Tesla in the home too. So like you have you have this whole loop of solar power mm-hmm. uh, that could be really useful to a lot of people. Uh, and I guess the last one before we get to gadgets uh, has been a pretty good year for emojis too. <laughs> I'm not. I have good very for emoji, bad for language. Bad for language. I mean, I just saw the trailer for the emoji movie, which coming from I, I Sony. refuse to acknowledge that things existence. It looks horrifying. <laughs> it looks not great. Um, but do you, do you guys have bots and emojis? Necess- can you, necessary can you evil, frame I guess? your thoughts in emoji pictures and okay, communicate hold on. it give over me, audio? Give me, give me five seconds here. Okay. With regard to the year in emoji, kissy face, cat with heart eyes, middle finger taco. Poop emoji? Poop emoji. Yeah, just to, Smiling just to really... <laughs> very gleeful poop emoji, uh-huh. just to really encapsulate the last few months of this year. Okay. Dana, <laughs> I think Dana is looking up all the emojis. You need six press emojis what are right now. What are emojis? Um, but yeah, it's uh, pretty wait really quick. Year. So yeah. so catch me up just a little bit. Uh-huh. What what is the what's your understanding of the plot of the emoji movie? Uh, based on the trailer, it looks like there is a shot of like uh, somebody's phone, and then the movie dives into the phone, and then you see the world of emojis. So you know, we've run out of ideas. Entirely. So they're so. emoji with with personality. Yeah, personalities. Like clearly, the poop emoji has like a posh British voice. I think. Oh, of course. Yeah, naturally. So because that that yeah, that juxtaposition is funny. I don't well, know. Yeah, I mean, so for us, it was mm-hmm. um, emoji made the list mm-hmm. um, because one, they're everywhere, right? Um, including on your MacBook Pro yeah. keyboard, um, they're everywhere, and they've. Um, I wouldn't say they are a language unto themselves, but they're, um, I think they've become more mainstream and more legitimized, first uh-huh. of all. And, um, or are you making faces at me? I, I think He's making emojis at you. I think there faces. is some terrible, terrible <laughs> argument to be made that emoji could be a language unto themselves. Is, well, yeah, I mean, language, they, to yeah. some extent, have not, they haven't outright replaced written language, uh-huh. but 
um, maybe moving in that direction. I mean, look at how iOS works um, mm -hmm. with the, the word replacement, where it automatically suggests an emoji. And if you tap it, you don't get the word and the emoji. It just outright takes away the word and puts um, a party hat. <laughs> I mean, well, also finding place. emojis sucks. So it's terrible and hard. Like if you don't have a good selection of things. I just wish it, that's a pet peeve about iOS, having yeah. an iPhone. I, I wish it didn't <laughs> work that way. When I send a happy birthday text, I wanted mm -hmm. to say happy birthday followed by a string of festive emoji right, right, right. and it bothers me that i have to do extra work yeah to make that happen uh you have to type in the words to get the simplified image of the word i mean i yeah i wouldn't argue that it is a language just because we've had symbolic languages like this or at least pictorial things for a while even before the written word so we're kind of going back in a way i don't know what this says about human civilization it's not good. Um, <laughs> and I mean, I think yeah. when we're we're on the subject of, of iOS, mm -hmm. um, I think there's a whole thing about Apple specifically, um, not just with the emoji, but um, the animation effects that it added to messages this year. Yep. Just all of, and you know, things like invisible ink when you are putting someone in suspense or you're saying something, you know. I don't think it's meant for putting people in suspense. <laughs> oh, what do you use it for? Oh, it's let's, sexting. Let's not. Oh, I was going to avoid that word, Dan. Wow. But. Well, okay. Grandma and her grandma sweater here doesn't know any better. Okay. Um, I, let me ask you, since we're talking about these additional iMessage uh, effects, yeah. do you do the people you know who have iPhones and use iMessage know they're there? Because I've had to explain. Mm, they their do existence because I told to them. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. But. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's not enough anymore to have the words. You need these visual effects to go with them, including the emoji, to, to convey nuance. And um, I think it's interesting that from that specific Apple event, um, Apple spent a lot of time talking about <laughs> messaging and emoji yeah. compared to, let's say, other features which were given short shrift in that mm -hmm. presentation. You were there. Right. I yeah. think it was more like, hey, look, we can do Snapchat. Too. We're cool. You never have to leave hey, our messages youngs. app. Just don't go to Snapchat. Stay it was like, oh, here's this thing about the notes app, but messages. <laughs> we're going to talk to you for 15 <laughs> minutes about emoji oh, and messages. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other discussion. Apple's focus this year. Mm -hmm. um, they did not make the winner's list. They did not. Uh, let's go to the gadget list. Uh, so we have a whole bunch of things here and not enough time to really dive deep into all of them. Uh, but briefly, mm -hmm. among the phones, we have the iPhone 7 Plus. But not the 7. I think for good reason. I think so, too. It's, yeah. it's fascinating because we also have, and this might be spoiling things a little bit, but we do have the S7 and S7 Edge on the list as well as the uh -huh. Pixel and Pixel XL. <laughs> But Thanks for ruining this entire conversation. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we're leading off with the iPhone, and I think it's an important point to make Yes. in that with the Pixel XL versus the Pixel and the Edge versus the S7, they're bigger, they're slightly nicer, but there really aren't any material advantages except right. for maybe battery life. The hardware life. is the same. Exactly. Much, yeah. I think having the much improved uh, dual camera setup on the iPhone 7 makes it a clear winner over on the, the iPhone 7 iPhone, Plus, iPhone 7 yeah. Plus rather yeah. makes it a clear winner over the 7. Like if you mm -hmm. if you don't mind the size, then that should be the phone that you get. Period. Yeah, I mean, because you're also you're trading off the convenience of the headphone jack too, which I will I'm gonna die on this hill, guys. Um, but yeah, AirPods, not a fan bro. of that. AirPods. Decision. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna keep saying AirPods until Devinder murders. You don't me. actually like the AirPods yeah, that you hate much. Them. I don't. I you find don't hate them, them, but you don't like I them. I don't that hate much. them. Here's so. I digress, but I think they're incredibly convenient. Probably some of the most convenient earbuds I've ever used. Uh -huh. 
do I wish they could do more? Do I wish I could change tracks without having to talk to Siri or whip out my phone? You're damn right I do. But <laughs> I love the ability to go to the train station, pop in my earbuds, listen to a podcast, then get on another train when I get to New York, keep listening to the same thing, get here, open up my laptop, have it switch to my Mac, and then just go from there. Like, I can leave them in my ears the Sheer entire day. Laziness, convenience, yeah. where's the line? They're more like audio computers, I guess. Or, I mean, that's very yeah. much how they're being pushed, and mm-hmm. I really can't wait to see what happens with AirPods V2. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- these things do a lot right, but they also kind of suck in a lot of ways, too. So okay. that's yeah. fair to say. That, that's a whole th- So that's AirPods as a part of the iPhone 7 Plus discussion. But I, I also pushed for just including the 7 Plus because of that dual camera. And, uh, yeah, that seems to make the trade-offs more worth it. But, yeah, you mentioned the S7, the Galaxy S7, and S7 Edge. And I, I think those are, they're still good phones. They're great. They're fast. Mm-hmm. And by this point, everyone's waiting for the S8. Right. Uh, I feel like Samsung's hurting a little from all the Note 7 debacle. You can get a really good deal on these phones. Like, if you want to upgrade soon and you want, like, a great Android phone, you could get these things pretty. Yeah, pretty that's easily. that is true. Although at mm-hmm. this point, if you haven't gotten an, an Android phone, if you're if you're looking for yeah. an Android smartphone, and you haven't purchased one this year. Yeah, man, just wait. Wait till what? Wait, wait well, till like what? S seven or excuse me, the S eights were <laughs> announced just prior to MWC last year, and then we got a review, and it's in yeah. like March. So what? Three months, three four months to see if a new phone is but worth. Well, it. okay, so yeah. I guess at that point, mm-hmm. HTC will be on the way with the HTC eleven. Ish. Or eleven or you. or you, <laughs> or you, yeah, whatever. Because yeah. they didn't learn from Nintendo's mistake there. Um, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess you could wait. You could wait. At that I, point, the Pixels will still be great phones. The yeah. Pixels will still be great phones. Yeah. They might be a little cheaper. Mm-hmm. I yeah. kind of doubt that, but if that's the case, I mean, sure, why not? That's the thing. Waiting is something you can always do. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying right now, if your phone dies and you need to replace a phone, you have some good options. S7 yeah. or S7 Edge, absolutely cheap, good, cheap options. Um, and I also, we'll hear about what's in the S8 or uh, next year's phones, but there's not that much to be excited about in terms of new hardware, you know? Like, well, I wonder how all of this Note 7 stuff had uh-huh. to change Samsung's priorities going into the S8. It's like, they, they'd be, it happened far enough along in the year that most of their planning and production sort of setup work had to be done already. Yeah. But to, to bounce back from something like the Note 7, I don't think you could put out another sort of iterative a seven plus kind of device and expect it to do as well as you'd need it to. I mean, I think one way of bouncing back would be to not release a note next year. Well, yeah. Oh, the note is dead. Yeah. Takes line off. is yeah. gone. I don't think we'll see that again. I think we're gonna see a lot of the note features uh-huh. folded into the S the S line. Mm-hmm. But like that's that's a bit of a tragedy for me. The Note seven was <laughs> Prior to the Pixels <laughs> was by far my favorite Android phone of 2016. We loved it until it. We loved it until it hurt people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you loved it too much. I loved it too much, and frankly, yeah. I uh, Samsung asked me for it back, and I had to remove. I was I was going to frame it, uh, <laughs> just just as a piece of history, and because it hadn't killed me yet. Uh, Shaking my head. Why? What's wrong? What's wrong with it. that? Well, we have a lot it was, of old it hardware. It was inert. We look forward to your story on Samsung for Losers Week. Yeah, so, <laughs> by the way, spoiler alert: week. Samsung did not have a great year. No, that'll it did be, not. That'll be <laughs> a lot of fun. Well, also we mentioned the Google Pixel and Pixel XL. I actually, I really like the Pixel XL, and I'm not a fan of big phones, but it's pretty. It's felt. It, it doesn't feels feel good. like it. I mean, maybe yeah. maybe my perceptions are skewed now after having used big no, phones I, for a really long time. I, I it agree. Doesn't, I remember you and I were having mm-hmm. a conversation about the six plus way back when. I yep. think probably close to when we first started working together here. Mm-hmm. And uh, we could not have disagreed more. I was yep. pretty okay with it. And you just hated I the I hated thing. the 6 Plus, And I also still hate that the 7 Plus 
has mm-hmm. that same design because it's too top heavy. It's too big for what it is. There's so much bezel space. I can't, I hate holding the plus phones. Uh, <laughs> but you put a Pixel XL next to it and it looks like a standard iPhone. You know, the yeah. Pixel XL has a 5.5 inch screen, but very little bezel. Um, feels really good in your hands. I have big hands, but I'm not a fan of gigantic, overweight head, uh, phones in general. So works well for me. Yeah, so I, I don't love the design, them. but I think you're right. They mm-hmm. The fit and finish and the way they handled the weight especially, uh-huh. I think, was pretty inspired for... I mean, it's an HTC device at the end of the day. So you kind HTC of have to give them credit for it. Google Design, Google, Google yeah. design and did all of the work. HTC uh-huh. produced it, but... I mean, what a dream team to put a phone like that together. And I think it turned out really, really well. Mm-hmm. It's boring, but feels good. Uh, laptops, Spectre, HP Spectre 13.3, which I know you really liked. Dana. Yeah. That's one of the prettiest laptops I've ever seen. Super pretty yeah. and um, well-performing. The battery life wasn't, you know, like super long, but mm-hmm. on par with others in its class, despite being super thin and light laptop um i forget the exact poundage mm-hmm. but it was like two two-ish pounds and it was it's as thick as a triple a battery yeah that sounds um, about right uh, but pretty actual, tiny the power of it too it was pretty seemed to perform pretty well given more powerful size. certainly than the 12 inch macbook uh-huh. yeah which by the way nope i <laughs> nope. so if you're he's li- using it if right you're strictly now. listening to this i'm using the 12 inch macbook right now and i hate it mm-hmm. i can't get more than like six tabs in chrome going before it it just chugs oh boy uh, I'm not. That's not asking a lot. That's not a lot. They should have refreshed the uh, the chip this year. They they did it earlier in the year, but not later, like when Intel's new chips were available. Yeah. So, so I think so. This, so this is the second generation uh-huh. 12 inch MacBook, and I think the biggest advantage it had was battery life. Jana, you could probably confirm if that's the case, but uh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's that's one of my things about the 12 inch MacBook is. Um, it's it's smaller and it does have these Core M processors, which are you know lower power than right. the Core i series. But you don't get, actually really get longer battery life in exchange. Um, Apple has not been great on laptop battery life this year. Not that it's always terrible, but like mm-hmm. um, you know the Touch Bar MacBook Pros, the battery life was a little underwhelming. It mm-hmm. was um, shorter than last year's models. Other reviewers complained about the mediocre battery life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the MacBook you're using, the battery life isn't so great. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Apple put this model out, at least in part because the battery in the original was worse. Mm-hmm. And not to say that this is good, because it is not good. I mean, But Apple me, was like, oh, this is, this is better. Let me here, just, take. I'm going to go on a slight tangent here. I'm, I'm using yeah. the Lenovo 910 right now, which I'm testing, but haven't put up my review. And one reason I haven't put up my review, aside from me being busy, is that um, this scored so much better on the battery test than Lenovo said it would mm-hmm. that I'm suspicious of the good results. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's take a really quick, deeper look at our review process. What do you do in a situation like that? I mean, I, um, I, I, I run the tests a bunch of times. Yeah. I might fiddle with the settings, but mm-hmm. it's, at, it's at the point where this promises something like 15 and a half hours of battery life on on video mm-hmm. and i'm up to like 17 or 18 wow and which this is, is running is this a new intel chip in this one um i think it would have to be right check. Gen? but you know so mm-hmm. i'm i the, the results here are so good that i'm actually i think they're fishy and i'm suspicious <laughs> which is but that's like um and we've seen other really good results this year the surface mm-hmm. book has great battery life albeit it's a really thicker is a thicker and heavier machine yeah and i mean even the macbook pro with without the touch bar did mm-hmm. fairly well. The 15-inch 
MacBook Pro did better, but again, it's a bigger, heavier machine. And they've always done, Apple's always done better with battery life when it comes mm -hmm. to their bigger machines, and less so for the Mac. Yeah. I'd be interested in seeing what uh, the changes with the new Intel chips moving forward are, because they put a lot of video decoding on the chip itself which is supposed to really help with battery life and lower CPU yeah. usage. No, I don't know what to make of these, these results yet because I feel like if mm -hmm. this were normal, Lenovo just would have said it lasts just 17 hours of right, charge. Right, right. So we're almost still 20. We're slowly getting there. Yeah. Um, also on the list of Dell XPS 15, uh, just the bigger version of the XPS 13, which we really liked last year. Uh, I, I like what Dell is doing. I don't know if you have any other thoughts to add on that one. Dell really um, has done a lot in recent years to... Um, push back against its reputation for bad products and bad service. Mm -hmm. And I really, I, I'm not in the market for a laptop right now, but I would consider one of the XPS mm -hmm. laptops. I like their design, their keyboards. I like their general performance and battery life. I like how small the footprint is. Mm -hmm. And now everyone's doing that, but Dell kind of was doing it before a lot of other laptop makers. For sure. And that they're, is, actually, yeah. they're vaguely affordable too. Like I bought one for my brother um, earlier this year before the, we'll hear about the refresh stuff later. Um, but it was like under 800 bucks. Oh, that's the thing. I mean, yeah. when people come to me with asking for laptop recommendations, often their budget might be under a thousand. Mm -hmm. There is not a sub $1,000 MacBook right now, especially yeah. if mm -hmm. you want it, if you want the, um, extended Apple care warranty, which really you do, cause it's difference between like, um, you, you want the three year warranty. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> It, yeah, I mean, if, if you want a sub $1,000 machine, you are looking at a Windows machine. And then I, I definitely would recommend something like the mm -hmm. XPS. Cool. So good time for laptops. Um, also, I just, I argued to have all the VR headsets on our best of gadgets <laughs> list. And I, I didn't I'm, stop you. I'm okay with this decision. Yeah, because uh, first of all, I can't pick a winner. They're all good in their own rights and they all have issues in their own rights. But I can't say one is better than the other. Uh, the HTC Vive um, really made room scale a thing this mm -hmm. year uh, and gave us motion controls before the Oculus Rift got it. But the Oculus Rift came out first, and they just released their touch controllers. So now both of those systems are $800 when you have everything. I the Oculus touch controllers are so good. I've I haven't been, used them yet. Oh, man. I One of my best tech memories is just like seeing the NES when I was like five and holding the control. I was like, I think I just started crying <laughs> as a kid. I was like, I need this in my life, you know? So I'm a fan of controllers. They are just kind of embedded in me. And these are great controllers. They just feel great in your hands. And there are a lot of good games now. So you still need an expensive PC and everything for it. But as far as PC VR goes, mm. we're in a really good spot. Uh, but I also wanted to mention the PS, the PlayStation VR. Uh, if you have a PlayStation 4, you add this $400 to $500 system, and you have decent workable mm -hmm. VR in your living room, too, which is important. Plus, and, yeah, Res Infinite. Res Infinite, which is fantastic. The reason to get PSVR. Oh, man. It's so God, what a Speaking of which, one of the things we haven't spoken about today is our best games roundup. Oh, yes, yeah. Uh, which, by the time our, our listeners and viewers see this, should be on, on the site. Um, yeah, I won't go down that whole list, but for me, Overwatch. It was 10, ten yeah. Engadget editors contributed, mm -hmm. which is actually a pretty sizable chunk of the Engadget editorial staff. Yeah. It's like one in three of our staffers, basically, mm -hmm. or a little under that. And um, you all had strong opinions kind of all over the map. and um, All over the place. Yeah. <laughs> I have strong disagreements with some some of the entries on that. Yes. Can, I, can I ask mm -hmm. you which uh, you disagree with the most? Uh, people don't like Super Hot. 
I don't I don't agree with that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Super Hot is a great uh, it's a PC game, sort of like a action movie simulator in a way, but with a really weird hacker story. Um, just really good gameplay. Anyway, um, what amused me yeah. most about reading that story was. Um, Deputy Managing Editor James True mm-hmm. um, wanted to participate, but he only First seemed, of all, we should not have let him participate. He only seems to play games on his Atari Lynx. Yep, yep, yep. That's so that, what, that was, that was where he was coming all from year last year. in contributing to that story. Yeah. California Games for Game of the Year 2016. There you go. James <laughs> and his Lynx will never, will never his tie His favorite game is there. what, 25 years old or something? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> they age well. They do. The Lynx was always a good system. And I think maybe for James, it was the same feeling as me in the NES. I was like, I love this. I love this thing so much. But I've also, <laughs> I've moved on to the newer stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, speaking of VR, I can't not mention mobile VR because we've seen a lot of good stuff. And Google's Daydream headset is very good. Really giving Samsung a run for its money. Yeah. Motion controllers, it's cheaper than the Gear VR. More comfortable. More comfortable. Looks and better. Yeah, it looks by too. far, and it'll Jesus. work with a wider variety of phones too, right? It's the Pixel phone so far, the Moto Z phones, Moto Z's, and yep, a bunch more coming next year. So Google's in a good spot. Uh, beyond that, VR is just looking good. Like there's a lot of stuff they have to change and a lot of stuff we have to improve on. But I've been dreaming of this since the yeah. '90s, since Lawnmower Man, you know. So jeez, yeah. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> that was exactly. a rough movie, man. But what's funny is going back and watching, you know, 90s sci-fi about VR, it looks so similar. Like the headsets <laughs> look very similar to the vibe and the yeah. wires and everything. Like we've <laughs> this is exactly what we've been building for a while. We've just finally gotten good at it. I'm really just waiting for someone to create a web browsing experience that looks like it came out of hackers. <laughs> Well, you, you can have that, sir. I want that. With some, a VR please, headset. some anyone listening to this, if you have the wherewithal to create a web browser that functions like everything that happens in the 1995 movie Hackers, uh-huh. starring Johnny Lee Miller and Angelina Jolie. <laughs> Please, I will, I will pay you whatever's in my pocket, which That's at this point movie. is like lint and buttons. It's a terrible movie, but it's a great movie because yeah. I love it. Uh, <laughs> let's just go down the list of other gadgets yeah, we yeah. want to mention. Uh, the PS4 Pro. PS4 Pro. I think it's just, it's not revolutionary, but for 400 bucks, you get some really good hardware in there. And you pair that up with the PSVR, that's a pretty decent and it's virtual reality. And its biggest competitor isn't arriving for another year. Yeah. Like uh, whatever the Xbox Scorpio thing will be called, it'll be more powerful, but Sony has a whole year on them. So yeah. that's pretty pretty yeah, amazing there. Uh, the Amazon Echo Dot, which we've liked all the Echo stuff. The yeah. Echo Dot is 50 bucks now. Actually has I think less features, or it seems uh, I have the first Echo Dot. Mm-hmm. It seems it's a little smaller, but it's a little cheaper too. So I think that's how they reduce the cost. Um, Do you guys remember yeah. back when the first Echoes started hitting people's doorsteps, mm-hmm. and the initial batch of reviews was just really, really bad? Because Echo, like the whole Alexa thing, yeah. it all gets smarter over time. So yeah, it was bad. It was really bad early yeah. on. Uh, by the time I got the first Echo to play with. It was pretty good. Like I, there were so many good voice commands, and Echo was just a lot better at listening to me. So yeah, still recommend it. Uh, you won't be able to get one in time for a no, gift I'm, this year. Yeah, we're very sorry. You're just a little <laughs> screwed there. Yeah, but still a good one. Uh, Anki's Cosmo, which is a cool little desktop robot. I love I'm a that fan. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a jerk, uh, but it's kind of fun to play with. Yeah, Dana, would you choose one in lieu of an actual furry pet? <laughs> in, in lieu of a furry pet? Yeah, like would you would you rather have a cat or an or an Anki Cosmo? I'd rather, I mean, if like... But Cosmo like will never love you. Permanently? Well, I mean, not yet. I don't... 
Also, no, there's no argument the to be had. Cosmo, it doesn't uh-huh. shed or make a mess or poop <laughs> on my belongings. <laughs> yes. No cat vomit. No cat vomit. Yeah, hairballs are a thing. Hairballs are a thing. Yeah. I can put up with with Anki's, um Never actually loving tantrums. you. <laughs> yeah. There's I a. Mean, come on, it says "ow" when it falls off the table. It's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds adorable. like Wally. It's adorable, and there's a bit of AI in there too. So that mm-hmm. goes to the whole story of AI being in everything at this point. And last thing we mentioned was the Chevy Bolt. You know, affordable, all-electric car from Chevy, of all people. So they kind of did what we expected the Model 3 to do just a bit earlier. Uh, I don't know how many people have actually gotten these things yet, Mm -hmm. but it seems good on paper. You know, I haven't seen too many reviews, though. Yeah, I mean, I don't know anyone who has one, but the stuff I've read all seems really positive, which, I mean, I can't remember the last time I gave a shit about a Chevy car, (laughs) frankly, because... Great, like yeah. Impala. Good job, guys. But this, I mean, I'm really strongly considering maybe going electric. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm probably not going to wait for Model Three. You also so. can't. You, we've been trying to get you to New York forever. You're probably going to stay in Jersey, so well, you'll need a car. That's true. <laughs> and uh, my car, my current car, is uh-huh. uh, I. I got it when I graduated high school. It's been through several accidents. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still under a hundred thousand miles, but I'm feeling the itch. I'm wow. the pre-programmed itch to like want something new or better. Now is kicking you have in that real itch hard all the time. Yeah, I know. You buy all the things. That's not true. In fairness, we get a lot of the things, and then I test <laughs> them for with. like a week, and I'm like, I'm over this. <laughs> See you later. Back to manufacturer. <laughs> uh, anything else you guys want to mention? Any personal favorites before we wrap up? There's so many different things. I actually brought down. <laughs> something here Microsoft's Surface Natural Ergonomic Keyboard I'm a big fan of their ergonomic stuff and the split natural design so I'll be writing about so that so the, the podcast medium really doesn't yeah. do this justice but go to oh YouTube, my god folks. guys this is so soft Dana, feel I've never seen you like this before v, feel it I felt it I sit next to him I, I just like touch it from time to time when he's not here <laughs> it's just it's, it's soft yeah. and soft it's so soft. <laughs> I mean, it, it's cushy soft, but also cat soft. Cat soft. The bo- well, there's like this material. You're looking at me as you say cat soft. material at the bottom that think, just feels no. good. Yeah. And the keys themselves feel good. I don't even like ergonomic keyboards, mm-hmm. but I just like what Microsoft did with um, the palm rest there. Mm-hmm. Frankly, like all of the stuff Microsoft announced alongside the Surface Studio seems incredible. Like I want, Studio, I, want yeah. a, I want a dial for basically no reason other than to like scrub through audio tracks or like yeah. when I'm editing a waveform, just like get in real time. seeing more of those from more companies. You know, I think yeah. if I could do it over again, I would put Microsoft in Winner's Week. Mm-hmm. You mean the, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's actually a good point uh, because they have done pretty well, especially compared to Apple this year. I think what, what puts mm-hmm. the bow on it for me is the reception to the Surface Studio versus um, the questioning of Apple um, around their Macs, especially their desktop Because that event also came a couple days after the Surface Studio unveiling. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a good week. It was a, it was a busy week. It was a good quote-unquote week. Quote, and Apple yeah. often <laughs> deliberately schedules its press events right after its competitors. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that may have backfired yep. this time. And also just the energy of the event wasn't that great. Like, I was there at the Microsoft one. Uh, you had, you know, the creator of the Surface and Microsoft execs just like saying big, uh, groundbreaking things like what they intend to do. It sounded very visionary. Then Apple, it was a couple journalists in a very small conference room, and nobody, not even the people on stage, were excited about what they were showing off. Everybody yeah. hated being there. It was very strange. It was they 
Dan, correct me if I'm wrong. They held it in like the Cupertino Auditorium, like at their headquarters, right? Which is tiny. They mm-hmm. do that. They they often do some of their fall events there. Not the yeah. big September iPhone event, but they've been mm-hmm. known sometimes to do um, follow up October events yeah. there. I only point this out because I was there for the iPhone SE event, which was a bit of a... <laughs> that I mean, sounds like a big event. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Same general scale, I would say. But everyone seemed really bummed out around there that day because they just assumed it would be the last event at that auditorium before mm-hmm. they moved into the spaceship. And lo and behold, oh wait, we've got one more, and oh, here you go. <laughs> Have some MacBooks, guys. Here's a touch bar. Touch bar. <laughs> Wait, Dana, would you put Touch Bar in uh, the winners or losers list? Not not ours, but just in general for this year. Losers. I mean, so we have a story coming up on Apple for Losers Week. Um, I'm going to spoil some of it. So <laughs> the, the thesis of the story isn't that Apple lost, because if you look at Apple's profits and its financial returns, it's doing just fine. Mm-hmm. But um, Apple fans specifically kind of lost this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't get the um, MacBooks or MacBook Pros quite that they were imagining or, or needed or wanted. Um, I know I didn't. Um, Dana needs they had their reports. headphone jacks taken away, um, this you know dongle life. Um, I would argue, too, I don't know if the story goes deep into this, I think some of um, Apple's software and um, services need work. Um, I have problems even with signing into iCloud every day. Um, So, um, yeah, all that. All that. We're going to get a lot of feedback about this. Good. Um, Feedback (laughs) is welcome. Always good. Uh, Okay. If you guys don't want to mention anything else, let's uh, wrap up here. Uh, thank you guys for joining me, and also happy birthday, happy Dana. birthday, Dana! Happy birthday! Twenty-three years old. Yep. Um, <laughs> today is not my birthday. Happy birthday! And the day this airs isn't my birthday. But the day after that will be your there birthday, yes. and also Christmas Eve. Yes. Aw. So Merry Crip Birthday, Hanukkah, Crip Birthday. Is Hanukkah over? Did I miss that boat completely? <laughs> um, no, Hanukkah begins on. Christmas Eve this year. Nice. And, and Wait a second. <laughs> so this Saturday is Christmas Eve, the beginning of Hanukkah, and your birthday. Yes. So I'm having on the same day latkes and birthday cake. God, that's a good life. Yeah, what could the go wrong? Life. Good. That's pretty good. Carb it up, Dana. And Hanukkah doesn't end this year until 2017, <laughs> which I think is kind of fascinating that it straddles two calendar years this year. So wait, are you going to be in? C- so we're all flying out to CES, which mm-hmm. is coming very, very quickly. Yeah. Too quick. We're all flying out. I think all of us mostly on January first. Are you going to be in Vegas for CES on Hanukkah? I guess we all will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can Don't I? Yeah. Can you can you make us some latkes, please? I I'll you, bring the applesauce. If you can find a latke in all of Las Vegas, I will be <laughs> impressed. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Good. We could yeah to we be could continued. Do fun there. Uh, where can people find you all on the internet? Uh, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, I am just Chris Velasco on Twitter or uh, VLZCO on Instagram. <laughs> Dana? I am Dana Wallman, uh, no space, just my name. Um, be nice, everybody. Be nice. Wish and her happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. There you go. I am at Devendra on Twitter, and I also do a movie podcast, so check that out. Slash film. Um, it's real good. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes. And check out the podcast next week when we talk about the worst of 2016. The losers. The losers. But for now, we can celebrate the winners. Simply Mm -hmm. the best. Simply the best.
Bow, wow, something, wow. something. Oh, is that the rails. same song? Is I, that are those? the wrong song? I don't <laughs> Guys, we're so steeped in culture. Yes. I'm so proud of us. Okay, we're done. <laughs> <laughs>